Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Atomic Retirement. I'm your host, Ryan Kilkenny, the founder of Atomic Planning, an independent, veteran-owned, fee-only financial planning firm bringing tax and retirement planning to families over age 50. Atomic Planning is a virtual financial planning practice in Kansas City, serving families from coast to coast. Thank you for joining me, and welcome to The Atomic Retirement. With stock and bond markets down double digits year-to-date, and inflation at 40-year highs, is today a bad time to retire? Should I delay retirement and continue working another year or two, or wait until my accounts rebound? Should I return to work or work part-time? Today, we'll address these questions. I'll share a few actionable steps you might want to consider to up the odds of making your money last throughout retirement. I'll refer to a Wall Street Journal article from Ann Turgeson. It's called, Is Now a Bad Time to Retire? Let's jump in. When people approach retirement, I tell them a few things. First and foremost, congrats. After all, turning your lifetime income into a sizable retirement nest egg is a tremendous accomplishment, one that requires you to be a good steward of your money over several decades. Warren Buffett summed it up quite well when he said that successful investing takes time, discipline, and patience. No matter how great the talent or effort, some things just take time. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. The second thing I tell folks is to expect the stock market, and thus the value of their accounts, to drop the day they retire. I'll admit, I don't have a crystal ball, and neither does anyone else. Will it actually happen? Will their accounts drop the day they retire? I don't know. But we want to be prepared for it, because ultimately, the next decline is not a matter of if, but when. The market is going to go down after you retire, and you must be prepared for it. For example, research from Capital Group shows that since 1952, so basically the past 70 years, market declines of at least 5% or more happen about three times a year. Declines of 10% or more happen about once a year. Declines of 15% or more happen about once every three years. And declines of 20% or more happen about once every six years. Furthermore, J.P. Morgan research back to 1980 shows that the market is negative at some point every year, and it finished negative for the year about once every four years. These are just averages, but I believe being aware of them helps manage our expectations, and more importantly, our behavior during retirement. The real risk in retirement is what's known as sequence of return risk, or that you get hit with poor returns at the start of retirement rather than later. As the author points out, the problem is the combination of portfolio declines and withdrawals at the beginning of retirement. She uses an example of a retiree with a $1 million balance on January 1st. She assumes they follow the 4% withdrawal rule of thumb and remove $40,000 out of their account to start the year, leaving them with $960,000. A 15% decline would then reduce their account to $816,000. Two more years of $40,000 withdrawals and 15% declines would lead them with $527,000 to last for decades. A retiree with the exact opposite experience, $40,000 annual withdrawals and 15% gains, would have about $1.36 million after three years 
A little bit of luck can go a long way during retirement, but let's face it, we may not always be able to retire during a bull market. What happens if we experience bad luck and retire into a down market? Is it game over? Not exactly. History shows people who retire in down markets can recover. The author uses an example from the 2008 financial crisis. A retiree with $1 million on January 1st of 2007, with 50% in stocks and bonds, spending $40,000 adjusted for inflation, would have had about $874,000 left after two years. Today, they'd have about $1.63 million. Dr. Wade Fowle, a professor at the American College of Financial Services, is quoted as saying, as long as you didn't panic and sell your stocks in 2008, you'd be doing fine today. Christine Benz from Morningstar suggests retirees might also want to cut their spending if possible, saying if you're overspending from a portfolio that is simultaneously dwindling, that just leaves less in place to repair itself when the markets eventually recover. On that note, the article suggests retirees can take a few steps to improve their odds of making their nest eggs last. Number one is to cut spending when markets decline. The worst 30-year period to retire turned out to be 1966 to 1995. Retirees were hit with back-to-back bear markets towards the start of their retirement and had to navigate multiple years of record-high inflation. Dr. Fow suggests that current retirees forego inflation adjustments after down years, saying a very small change in spending can have a dramatic effect. He points out that someone who began retirement in 1966 and stuck to the 4% rule would have run out of money after 30 years. But by spending 3.8% to start instead, the investor would have preserved most of their original nest egg by year 30. I agree. It's probably wise to not withdraw more than we need when markets are down. Suggestion number two is to manage volatility. The conventional approach to retirement calls for reducing stock exposure over time, basically that we get more conservative as we age. The author briefly mentions a study that found those who start retirement by reducing their stock holdings to 20 to 30 percent and then gradually increase it back to 50 to 70 percent have the highest probability of making their retirements last 30 years using the 4% rule. Despite that, I'm not a huge fan of that approach for several reasons, primarily because stock values tend to rise over time. I personally struggle to understand why we would want to dial down our investments to some of the world's greatest companies, selling them now only to buy them back again at what most likely will be higher prices. I believe owning businesses, either individually or through an index, gives you the best ability to keep buying the things you enjoy throughout your retirement. So I take a little bit of a different approach to managing volatility. I prefer to set aside a buffer of cash and bonds to draw upon as a source of income when stocks are down. Cash plays an important role when both stocks and bonds are down, as they are now, because it helps us reduce the chance of having to let them go while they're on sale. The size of the cash and bond buffer is a multiple of someone's annual spending needs, normally five or more years, and I believe it gives people permission to be patient so they can wait out down markets. After all, you know where the next insert number of years of income will come from. 
Number three is to use other assets. The author suggests cash value life insurance or reverse mortgages. Some of you already know where I tend to stand on them, and we're going to avoid those rabbit holes today. But as for other assets, I would encourage you to do what you can to maintain a healthy emergency fund. We've had years, 2008 and 2020 come to mind, where the government waived required minimum distributions. Having money to draw upon outside of retirement accounts gives you a lot of flexibility and optionality. Also, don't discount your Social Security. That's a huge asset over the course of your retirement. If you're currently delaying your benefit and letting it grow, that might be something worth looking into. It's a good option to have in your back pocket if push comes to shove. The last suggestion is not in the article, but I believe it could be one of the most important, and that's to reach out to a professional. As a listener of the show, you know that nothing I say is a recommendation. That said, if you have questions or concerns, I would encourage you to reach out to a fee-only financial planner, preferably a retirement-focused planner like I am. There are things we are unable to see with our own eyes. They're called blind spots. And I believe a talented financial planner can watch your blind spots and help you navigate the inevitable series of ups and downs that will come your way. So is it a bad time to retire? The most obvious answer is it depends on your situation, but a single market correction or bear market should not derail your retirement. We knew this would eventually happen. We didn't know why or when, we just knew it would. I believe being flexible, cutting spending, Forgoing inflation adjustments, managing volatility, using other assets, keeping social security in your back pocket, and getting professional help can go a long way to making your money last through retirement. I'll leave you with a thought from my friend and founder of Income Lab, Justin Fitzpatrick. He says that retirees have superpowers because they're funding relatively small, steady expenses compared to the overall decades of their spending and they have the ability to make adjustments along the way. I'm confident that with good planning, now could be a great time to retire. That's it for today. If you'd like help or want to know if you're ready to retire, you can schedule a free appointment with me. To get started, visit atomicplanning.com and click the Contact Us button to schedule a Zoom meeting that works best for you. Schedule your free appointment now by going to atomicplanning.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Atomic Retirement. Be sure to check out the show notes for helpful links and resources mentioned in today's episode. Do you love the podcast and find it helpful? Well, if so, you can bet other people will find it helpful too. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, and a short comment on Apple Podcast. You have the power to help, and your review can help people find answers to their retirement questions. And spread the word. Please share this episode with someone you think may enjoy it too. Thanks again for taking the time to listen, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of The Atomic Retirement. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not investment, tax, or legal advice. Clients of Atomic Planning may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this communication. I try my best to bring you valuable information, but I may not know anything about you or your personal situation. So please talk with your fee-only financial planner, tax, and or legal professionals before taking any action or making any decisions about your own financial plan. Atomic Planning is a veteran-owned Kansas State Registered Investment Advisor, providing independent tax and retirement planning.